Good morning, good afternoon, good evening from wherever you're listening to me from. This is my moment with God with Aunt Joseph. I am so glad that you could join me today. Today we are going to be talking about overcoming guilt. Have you ever made a mistake that you felt that you really, really messed up and the guilt has been eating you? and you haven't even been able to overcome it. You tried your best, but there's constant reminders of what you did and you haven't even been able to forgive yourself. So let's dig in. I will share a story in the Bible from Mark 14, 27 of one of the disciples of Jesus that made a mistake and it really, really made him feel guilty. And he almost drowned. So we find the story of Peter in Mark 14, 27. So I will read it from verse 66 to 72. While Peter was down below the courtyard, one of the servant girls of the high priest came. And when she saw Peter warming himself, she looked intently at him and said, You are with Jesus the Nazarene too. But he denied it, saying, I neither know nor understand what you're talking about. Then he went out of the courtyard to the porch and a roster crowd. The servant girl saw him and began one more time to tell the bystander, This is Peter. He's one of them. But again, Peter denied. You're in fact one of them. It's clear from your accent that you are Galilean too. But he began to invoke a curse on himself and to swear an oath. I do not know this man, Jesus, we are talking about. Immediately, a roster crowed the second time. And Peter remembered what Jesus said to him. Before a roster crowed twice, you will deny me three times. And thinking of this, he began weeping in anguish. I will take you aback. This was before Jesus was arrested. And there's a part in this chapter where Jesus had told the disciples that you people are going to deny me and run away. But Peter assured Jesus, even if the rest leave, I am not going to leave. I will be right here. I mean, after Peter denied Jesus, he even cried. He felt so guilty because he felt like he had broken a promise. And that is how sometimes how we feel. When we make mistakes in our lives, we feel so guilty. And sometimes the reason why we are not able to overcome the issues and the circumstances, it's not even because of the exact issue, but because of guilt. And sometimes guilt ties us completely until you're not able to move on. Now, Peter was one, was one of the disciples of Jesus. And Peter reminds me of this scripture that says in Proverbs 26, 16, For a righteous man falls seven times and rises again, but the wicked stumble in time of disaster and collapse. As we move on in life, we will make mistakes. We will error. 
some will cost us dearly some will cost us maybe a good opportunity a job a marriage a relationship you know it will cost us but you know this scripture is a constant reminder that god knew that you would fail but what do you think is god's will for you are you supposed to stay in that issue or you're supposed to overcome it I'm going to share a few pointers that can help us overcome guilt because God's will for you is to rise up again. Number one, repent of the mistake and believe God has forgiven you and he doesn't remember it anymore. Samson with Richard says, as far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us god does not remember your sins anymore once you have repented if you don't believe you're forgiven you will drown in guilt believe you are forgiven by god i will take us back to the story of peter you know when jesus died and everything went quiet and peter went ahead and kept drowning in guilt of how he had failed jesus i don't want to imagine even how much it felt for peter to do that because jesus was dear to peter and just put yourself in a normal scenario like when you have friends in your life and then you love this friend so much but one day probably you betray them and you fail them i'm sure like peter you'd feel guilty you will try many ways to try even to amend it i love a portion of scripture that i saw of how god restored peter that i had never seen it before and this is now after the resurrection in mark 16 6 7 and he said to them the angel at the tomb do not be amazed you are looking for jesus the nazarene who was crucified he has risen he is not here see here is the place we have laid him but go tell his disciples and peter he is going ahead of you to Galilee. You will see him there just as he told you. Guys, I want you to think about that. That the angel said, tell his disciples and Peter. You know that scripture would have chosen to say, tell his disciples and John, tell his disciples and James. But he mentioned Peter. Why? You see, guys, all of heaven had watched Peter fall, and all of heaven wants him back. Failure doesn't make you a flop. Failure doesn't define you. Every time I look at this scripture, I usually get amazed that God knew Peter failed, but in the resurrection time of Jesus, his name stood out his failure didn't stand out his name tell his disciples and peter 
So when you've repented of your mistake, believe God has forgiven you. In 1 John 1.9 it says, If we freely admit that we have sinned and confess our sins, He is faithful and just, true to His own nature and promises, and will forgive our sins and cleanse us continuously from all unrighteousness, our wrongdoing, everything not in conformity with His will and purpose. Meaning God forgives you once you repent of it, clean slate, you're forgiven. Number two, let go completely. There will always be people who will remind you of the mistakes you made. They will even rub it on your face. They will take opportunities away from you. Stay away from them. Stay away from the environments that trigger guilt in you. No matter what people say, you live for the audience of one, and that is God. As long as you are making changes, growing, amending your mistakes, leave the accusers alone. You see, guys, only the devil accuses people. So if there's someone accusing you, just put them in the category of the devil because you are really, really forgiven. God is clear in his word. You are no longer condemned. It's true. People will talk. People will probably not forgive you. But don't worry. God is the real deal in your life. You are forgiven. Romans 8 1 says, Therefore, there is now no condemnation, no guilty verdict, no punishment for those who are in Christ Jesus, who believe in him as personal Lord and Savior. I want to tell you something. You are not what you did. It's a behavior in your life that needs growth. You're not a liar. You're not an adulterer. You're not a failure. You are a child of God. It's that behavior in you that needs to be amended. And if you can allow God in, he will change you and mold you. See how he changed Peter to be the rock on which he built his church, to be the one that feeds his sheep. Was Peter a liar? A denying person? No. It was a character in him that needed to be shaped. He was still a son, a child of God. Do you see how during resurrection Peter had to be mentioned? And they said, tell Peter. I mean, all the heavens wanted Peter back because he was such a huge critical piece in the kingdom of God. I mean, God, when, when in resurrection they said and tell Peter, it was like God's grace just wiped off everything. And that grace restored him. Number three, God can use your mistakes for his glory. Don't allow yourself to drown in guilt. Because if you allow that, you will continue to make one mistake after another until you drown completely. Don't let what you did hold you captive. God loves you a lot. You know, I've realized in the times that I have counseled people and worked with people that when they refuse to let go of the guilt and receive God's forgiveness, they do worse. The mistakes become worse. They go out there and do worse because the guilt is eating them up. 
But for those who receive God's forgiveness, there is such a transformation and such a desire to do better. Romans 8.28 says, And we know with great confidence that God who is deeply concerned about us causes all things to work together as a plan for good for those who love God to those who are called according to his plan and purpose. There is no mistake that you have done, no error that you have done, that God cannot take it and put it together and use it for his glory. God will use everything that you've ever gone through for his glory when you allow him. Number four, dust yourself and snap out of it. In 2 Samuel 12, 20, I will tell you a story about David. When David sinned, he repented and he was in so much grief. Now when the son died, in 2 Samuel 12, 20, then David got up from the ground, washed, anointed himself with olive oil, changed his clothes, and went into the house of the Lord and worshipped. Then he came back to his own house, and when he asked, they set food before him, and he ate. There is always a time that you have to rise up and move on. God has forgiven you. God is restoring you. Now rise up and move on from that guilt. Move out of that situation. Clean up yourself. Let your countenance come back. Don't drown in that situation. Don't drown in that guilt. Get up. Snap out of it. You know, clean up yourself. You know, get your confidence back. Get your courage back. Get your peace back. And start moving again. If you have repented and amended your ways, get moving. Don't quote guilt until it destroys you. Clean up. Eat. Enjoy life. Change environments if you have to. And in this, I want to advise you something. It's important not to stay in the same environments that caused you to make those mistakes. And if you have to stay in them, put structures in place that will not trigger guilt in your life again, that will make you fall back again. If it's a relationship you need to quit, quit it. If it's a job you need to change, change it. If it's a church you need to change, change it. Just allow God to lead you to put the right structures in place. The Bible says, I came that you may have life and have it more abundantly. And if God has to shift things around for you to be whole and to snap out of that guilt, he will do it and you will need to cooperate. I would rather see you whole or God would rather see you whole than you drown. I'll give you a certain story. I had a friend who was working in a printing company and they used to, to do these posters, flyers, billboards. I think at some point he started feeling um, uncomfortable because some of the things that he was being asked to print were not very good material. Some of them were beginning to become um, pornographic kind of stuff. And so 
it started affecting him you could see even his relationship is just messing around things were not going very right and so one day he just repented and asked the lord to change him and one of the biggest decision he had to make is to quit that job which was very difficult it was his source of income but he said if this is what is going to make me not drown in guilt and move on and become better let it be so right now he's such such an amazing great person and he's doing extremely amazing and so you have to learn how to dust yourself and snap out of it and put the right structures in place don't fall back again number five god will help you recover and get restored trust him don't fear you will not commit that sin again one of the things that also makes people drown in guilt it's because they feel they will do it again and again and again. And sometimes it happens. Sometimes you're trying to get out of something, then you fall, then you fall, then you rise up again, then you fall. Remember that scripture that I read, that a wise man falls down many times that rises up again? Keep rising up, keep rising up. I want to encourage you with these scriptures in Titus 11:12. Because I want you to believe that God will help you not to fall again. For the remarkable and deserved grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men. It teaches us to reject ungodliness and worldly immoral desires and to live sensible, upright and godly lives. Lives with a purpose that reflects spiritual maturity in this present age. You see guys, the grace is available to help you not to fall. The grace is available to help you not to desire even to make that mistake again. The grace is available to help you lead an upright and godly life. So God is here to help you. Do not fear that you're going to fall into it again. you got to have faith and the confidence. You know, <laughs> I love the story of Moses. When God was sending Moses to the Israelites, he gave all these excuses. Oh, I can't speak. Oh, I am a stammerer. Oh, and I always feel like God was telling Moses, I know all about that. It doesn't really matter much, for I will be with you. Your guilt and adequacies are no longer the ultimate truth about you. I will take you back and repeat what I said. You are not defined by your failure and guilt should never ever define you. Snap out of it. Begin a new journey with God. You see... The record recognized Peter amongst all the disciples in the resurrection time. It tells you that God is so personalized and he desires and he, he would love to restore you and make you whole again. So I will leave you with these practical steps before we pray. Number one, I want you to ask yourself, what is making you feel so guilty number two i want you to ask yourself 
can God get you out of it? Answer yes or no. Number three, I want you to put a structure so that you never ever fall into that again. And lastly, I want you to pray and ask God to help you overcome that guilt. There's a great future ahead of you. God says in his words, I have a good plan for you. Plan to prosper you, not to harm you. Plan to give you a hope and a future. There is nothing that you do. No guilt that will ever stop God's plan for your life. No matter what has happened in your life, the mistakes that you made, God is able to redeem them and give them beautiful ashes. He's able to make something beautiful out of it. It's you who has to let him in so that he can be able to help you. So allow me to pray as we finish. Lord, we come before you. And my prayer today is, Lord, according to your word in Psalms 142.7, bring our souls out of guilt, that we may give thanks and praise your name, that the righteous may surround us in triumphant, for you will look after us, Lord, that anyone who is struggling with guilt today, God, bring their souls and their lives out of it, Lord. I pray, O oh God, according to your word in Psalms 54:4, that behold you, O oh God, are our helper and ally. You are the sustainer of our souls. And Lord, I pray for anyone that needs help to overcome guilt today, Lord, I ask that you may help them and sustain their soul, God. I pray according to your word in Psalms 49, 15, that Lord, you will redeem their lives from the power of guilt, from the power of sorrow, that Lord, you revive them and they may be able to live life again. Lord, I pray for everyone that is listening today, that Lord, they will not drown in guilt. Give them the boldness and the courage to receive your forgiveness and to be able even to snap out of it, Lord. So, Lord, I ask that you may have your way in their lives. You can, that you may have life and have it more abundantly. And that is what we choose to believe, Lord. So, God, would you have your way? Would you mend our lives? Would you restore our lives? May our lives be such a beautiful, beautiful vessel that you can use for your glory, O oh God. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.